Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. And Jas, what did we do last week? We finished up at Hyrule Castle and defeated Phantom Ganon. And Jay, what are we getting up to this week? Well, listeners, you've been waiting a whole week to find out. Are we going to Kakariko? What are we going to do? We're not going to do that. We're actually going to um, do a big old Tears episode and finish up the uh, Tears of the Dragon quest to uh, find mm. out just what's going on with these dragon's tears. And uh, ultimately, more importantly, I suppose, for the, to the story, find out just what the hell's happened to Zelda because, well... That wasn't Zelda in Hyrule Castle, that was Phantom Ganon. Um, you know, it wasn't Zelda being mind-controlled or anything else. So, we're kind of back to square one with where the hell is she? And we need to know more. I guess it's worth saying, which seems weird at like episode 42 into a deep dive bit by bit playthrough of a game. This is the episode where we're going to spoil this game's best spoiler, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. So if you genuinely haven't played this before and you want to, um, I would recommend doing the tiers if you've got the game and you're playing along with us before listening. Um, because uh, this, the, what we're going to talk juicy about this episode. Yeah, certainly is juicy. Um, it is, you know, Zelda's not a story game by any means. There's definitely cool moments and you get attached to the characters and so on, but this was actually a moment where I was genuinely like, well, that's surprising and mm-hmm. holy shit. <laughs> so, more on that later, but yes, definitely good, good warning there, Look, Yes. Um, so we have done already a good chunk of the tears. Um, I think we did up to like it's annoying because the number of tier doesn't always line up exactly with the number of memory Uh, yes because there are 18 memories but only 12 tiers some of them are acquired through different kinds of cutscene that's right so the I I think the I want to say is, is it not some of the sages count for them count for so memories basically all of the sages we there's one called the imprisoning war right which i think is yeah literally the same memory from all four sages right right right, right. <laughs> um there's also the there's two which come before the tears because uh, there's yes yeah there's them dropping the masters. There's the one you get from the Deco Tree, which is actually number one. And there's just the cutscene of um, your man Ganondorf awakening. But yes, we have then also done a full nine of the tiers. Mm-hmm. Up to the Sage's Val a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So we last left off and they were... Uh, had their big Avengers moment. Suited up. Mm-hmm. Ready to fight Ganon. Um, so our next tier, tier number 10, is 
Kang's duty. Can anyone remember <laughs> which little picture is? <laughs> uh. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I'm look. I'm literally looking at the geoglyph. It's it's um. Is it not? It's a something. Is it not? Um, is it Sonya's grave? It is Sonya's grave. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's Sonya's. It's quite grave. a stylized image, so it's you wouldn't know it. But yeah, now I'm looking at. It, I'm pretty sure that's a gravestone with some flowers next to it. That's exactly right. So King's duty. Sonya. Oh, Zelda. King Raru, before you face the Demon King tomorrow, there is something I must tell you. I came, I came to this era after finding a man underground. Hmm. Go on. When I witnessed what the secret stone did to Ganondorf, at that moment, I knew for sure what we found underground, that was him. He was still alive. Still powerful. He continues to live on all the way until my time. In tomorrow's battle, we won't be able to defeat him. No matter how strong we think we are, he'll survive. And you. And you. Maybe so. It is my duty to try. Um, so in this one, um, it's, it kind of starts with focusing on Rauru and he's, he's um, by Sonya's grave as she passed, obviously, a sneak attack by Ganon. Um, and Zelda comes up to him and says she needs to talk to him before they face the Demon King the very next day. So uh, this is the day before the big imprisoning war battle that we've seen four times by now. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she says that she, uh, she she kind of basically reveals to Rauru that this fight is doomed. Um, she, yes. She says to him that, look, I came to the past after I discovered like a freaky mummy underground and I'm pretty sure that was Ganondorf. Um, so mm-hmm. we don't win. Um, he's gonna survive, um, and then she kind of looks very pointed. And then Rauru turns to the camera and says to the player, "Are you a bad enough dude to <laughs> defeat Ganondorf?" Because <laughs> that's essentially what this cutscene is. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it all rests on the night of the future. Like, yeah, yeah, it all rests on this badass Which dude. We hope he's cool enough. <laughs> and uh, Zelda looks at his arm and goes, "Yeah, we're gonna need that." <laughs> yeah. well, no, well, she doesn't know that, but we know that. <laughs> yeah, it has it has a very telling little zoom in on his arm. Yeah, but it actually, you know what, it reminds me of. Is um, Back to the Future three. This is like Marty trying to tell. Oh no, it's Back to the Future one, isn't it? One where he's seen mm. Doc get done gunned down, and he's he wants to tell him the whole film. He's like, "Don't tell me, don't tell me." And this, yeah, this is Zelda telling him, "Hey, by the way, this doesn't work out." Yeah. Um, but I like his, just like well, I've got to do it anyway. 
yeah mm-hmm. he doesn't uh although unfortunately for him unlike doc brown he does not turn up to <laughs> with a bulletproof vest <laughs> to save himself from the libyans so <laughs> He um, wasn't watching a Clint Eastwood um, twist well, yeah. to, to come up with that idea. Uh, but also, Mench of the Sword. Here. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're going to be relying on that knight and the legendary sword he wields. And then sort of Zelda has a shocked expression. That's right, yes. And that's, so building up. that's a line that... Um... I remember quite vividly from the trailer that I watched. From the trailers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but at the time we had no idea who was speaking. Could have been anyone, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I, it was quite a... Yeah. It's got a very, um, a very powerful regal voice. Um, yeah. The guy that voices Rero. I forget his name, but I can't remember if I've spoken about this before, but he voices... Um, Chris Hackney, there we go. He voices uh, Dimitri in uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I, we did talk about that because yeah, I remember you bringing that. There up. we go. There we go. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a cutscene which, on its own, doesn't necessarily feature that much of importance. But now knowing what the next two involve, mm-hmm. it actually is pretty key. Yeah, because it ends with Rauru going... Um, I've actually there must some... be a reason you were sent back to us. Yeah, right? he says, there's a reason you were, you were sent to us. It's, it's got to mean something. And Zelda then ends by going, the reason I am here. And uh, <laughs> I can't stop it. <laughs> Terrible. Voice acting, Jason. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and... Um, um, obviously that kind of sets up what we're about to speak about in the tears to come but uh yes yeah i mean this is we've already spoken about the imprisoning war but and i can't remember if there's anything else at the end of the game but is this potentially the last time we see rauru um well i mean no. We see his ghost in modern times, but it, yeah, it, it, sorry, he does. Yeah, his ghost does turn up again towards the end. Yes. Oh um, uh, yeah, we see him in the imprisoning war cutscenes. Yes, but um, beyond one more appearance, I think it's his last kind of voice line. If we've been playing along with the cast, I don't think he's in the next mm-hmm. tier, the next um, next memories that we're going to speak about. Because well, like Zelda said, this is the day before the the big battle and. Well, we know it doesn't end well for Rauru. Um, and speaking of this this tier, this is the one by Lake Ilya. Yes. So we mentioned it, but we obviously said, oh, we'll save that for later. And later is here. Oh! <laughs> I think I got this one pretty early myself. and <laughs> um, I didn't because I was scared of the Gliok. <laughs> 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 you, can avoid, you can avoid it. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll speak about this maybe towards the end of the episodes. In fact, we'll speak about it now. Why not now? I'll bring it up now. We've kind of touched upon this before, but I think the order, the fact there's not a set order for these does mean that some of the emotional gravitas of what they're trying to display in these like story scenes 
probably won't land the same way if you haven't experienced them in order and done all the actual main yes. story stuff. Like this one especially, I feel now that like thinking about it, like there's so much. Like if you this is the first tier that you found, you hadn't done any of the main story. This is gonna mean nothing to you, really. Right? Yeah. And it's kind of like you know that... right because it's in Blake Hillier, which you can get to. It's not far yeah. away from the landing point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the whole we we definitely talked about it a bunch of times, and a lot of people have. It really feels like they could have just had them. You could only. Oh, I mean, so the argument people make is like. Um, Oh, but the geoglyphs correspond to the events in the story, right? But they could have made it just like, you can find one and it says like, oh no, this is tier number nine, come back. I guess, but if then... They really had to ha- if they, they really just... had to have the geoglyphs match them. Well, they had it set well, but yeah, I think they could have like, just had set, them. Had them set up as a proper like, side adventure to do them in a set order. Like, could have been another thing if they wanted mm. to. If they really wanted well, to. Well, it, it could be like when you find... When you find one, it lights up the next one. They could have done that. Yeah, yeah that would have worked. Like a beam of light in the sky. They, I think they could have the just... Phase. I think they should have just done it. You find one, and it plays the next cutscene, regardless of which one you found. That I really feel like that's just the way they should have done it. Yeah, I suppose then it's they'd have to go for like a more generic geoglyph design rather than the stylized yeah. ones that are you know kind of teasing what's going to happen and seeing yeah. your out of view, right? But that wouldn't mm-hmm. have been the end of the world, and I think it would have been more important to have a more coherent storytelling experience with what they're trying to do. Um, it feels strange talking about storytelling in a Zelda game because, like I said earlier, it's absolutely well, I don't, no. I mean, it's it's never been priority number one for Zelda, but it it is one of Nintendo's most story heavy franchises, right? I suppose, yeah, yeah. If this was if this was Mario, right, we'd be like. Like, I remember there's the famous story of Mario Galaxy where um, Yoshiaki Koizumi had to, like, sneak the story in under Miyamoto's nose, basically. Oh, the... the, He went went and put the Rosalina storybook stuff in without asking permission, or perhaps even after being told not to. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, Zelda, it's always been, had, you know, cutscenes and lore and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's always, it's always like generally they've, you know, they've paid more... voice actors. They've put this story in here. Yeah, I was going to say it's been more about the adventure than itself, rather than the story, as well. And like, yeah, that well, just goes tenfold for like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom because they're more free form, mm-hmm. open ended games. Well, I think to Breath of the Wild, one of its master strokes was that it did have the story you find in the memories. Yeah. But that story was just like character and context, right? Yeah. And so it made sense that you could find it in any order. Because right from the start, you kind of knew what happened. And you were just getting a feel for who these people were and why this stuff had happened. And it, it felt nice, like, piecing it together. Whereas this story, because it's it's not about, like, ooh, who is this character? It's about what happened to this sword? What's going mm. on with this time shenanigans? Mm-hmm. It is a bit more of a, a, you know, a mystery box. I was as just it thinking were. there though, like it shows you the, yeah. the now in the when you see the glyphs in the temple in the map, like like this mm-hmm. kind of three D map in the temple, like is that maybe Nintendo kind of hinting at the player to kind of 
maybe try and find these things in mm-hmm. order. Yes, yeah, because yeah, it does show the you the order, order in there. Yeah. yeah. And I think we, we talked about that when we went there. Mm. So I think they're, they're at least kind of tried to kind of guide the player in a way, and it's not just kind of, mm-hmm. they're not just throwing it in there, like, in random spots for the hell of it. Yeah, this was something I heard, um, take a slight tangent, in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, one of the podcasts I was listening to was having a big debate about how the gyms in that are still level-based, but you can do them in any order. Mm-hmm. And apparently, if you open the map and hover over them, it literally tells you, like, oh, this is Gym 1, this is Gym 2. But, like, 99% of players never found that? I don't think that's right. I think it's the order you do them in, isn't it? In Scarlet and Violet? Um, that, 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 that's the argument they were having. But, no, there is there is literally a way for the, to get the game to tell you, like, oh, wow, this okay. one first and this one second. Wow. But, yeah, 99% of players never did that. <laughs> and same here. There is, like, a there's a room which tells you the order to find the tears in, but... That's not how you play these games. No, yeah, you're, like, it's, them, right? it's just this. We've spoke about it like lots of times, man. It's just it's so easy to get distracted in Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like you could set. Unless you're certain sure, winners that we're friends with who finish these games in thirty hours. Pretty sure I used the in-game camera <laughs> when I found that temple to kind of to set, set it in my mind to go right. I'm going to find these things in, in the set order it wants me to, and but over time I just forgot about it and then just got distracted yeah. by chasing other things. You embodied. I think to be there. You embodied the spirit of a uh, himbo link. Just okay, getting distracted. Yeah, link. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> See what I did when the I found rock attaches to a stick. Run around. Chase this squirrel. <laughs> was run around the model of Hyrule, going do 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 Shall we move on to the next tier? Yes, our next tier, tier number 11, a master sword in time, um, found just north of Hyrule Forest, um, perhaps speaking to the fact that we're doing this in a slightly unusual order. Yep. This one is... Shaped like the master sword. Zelda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the big master sword. <laughs> yeah. He managed to restrain him somehow, but Link, I am not sure you'll be able to stop him. there is a reason you were sent to us. It has to mean something. It's something only I can do. And it's, the, the cutscene is, you know, it's kind, it's like a, a little bit of a recap of everything up to that point. Because it shows Zelda remembering Link getting the sword broken, remembering the imprisoning war. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes to the Temple of Time. And then we see the scene from the start of the game, where Link loses the Master Sword, he, um, from her point of view. Yes. She sees the glowing yellow orb and she takes it from the future. 
That's it. Um, which I hadn't really thought about until here. Because, yeah, she's walking around in the past for all of these other ten cutscenes. She doesn't have the Master Sword. That's right. She only just... It happens to us at the start of the game, but it's only just happening to her. Mm, yeah, that's it. Very timey-wimey. Actually, actually get to see the Temple of Time like on its full landmass as well. It's not just ripped up into the sky. Mm. And we get to see it have anything to do with time. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, I'm just now thinking, the Temple of Time and the Master Sword being the conduit through which you travel through time, that is Ocarina of Time. True. Ocarina of Time, you go to the Temple of Time, you pull the sword out, you travel in time seven years. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's not completely pulled out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't, yeah, sorry, I literally just made that link then and had to express it. So there's another very cool past link to a previous game here as well. So when Zelda... Do you not know about this? I probably do and I'm just... I... But go on. This is really cool. Um, if you don't know about this, you're about to have your mind blown. Um, so w- when um, Zelda takes the Master Sword and the sword kind of glows um, mm. and she... Uh, oh, I do know what you're going to say. Yeah, this. yeah. She, she kind of... The sword's like speaking to her and kind of explaining mm-hmm. that Link is safe and sound and the sword is... It's saying it actually says to her it's travelled through time to find Zelda and recover its strength during time. So the sword itself is actually speaking to Zelda, and really cool. Whilst this is playing, you can hear um, Fee's theme from Skyward Sword mm. and um, the kind of sound effect that Fee makes, um, that kind of like yeah. ethereal jingle. Um, I'm gonna make you do work here, Luke. It sounds like this. I will definitely put some fee in here. Don't worry, <laughs> it's fine. I've got um, I've got like three weeks to edit this one. It's fine. Um, this isn't like I didn't quite catch that. The sword also kind of blinks blue. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of driving it home. That's the what's happening. I was but, just um, a cutscene there on my on switch and. It, it and then fee it, steps it into the camera and says, well, "It's nice. me, Blocko." <laughs> There's an extended uh, version of the scene you can lock where um, Zelda gets a sword and Fee speaks to her and explains Link is safe, and then she goes, "Ah, Zelda, you must replace your remote batteries." <laughs> <laughs> so there's a twenty-six percent chance. <laughs> Ziggy says there's an eighty-six percent chance that that will fix the future. Oh boy. So, uh, yeah, really cool. And I think... It is Fee. It's not Fi, right? It is Fee. I don't know, because there's no voice acting in that one. That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I would assume it's Fee because from a Japanese... Yeah, from Japanese, if it was I, it would be P-H-A-I. Apparently... It's... The only known bit of the pronunciation, I'm looking on the Zelda wiki here, 
is from. Oh, do they say it in Hyrule Warriors? They say it in Hyrule, the Hyrule Warriors Direct, and I think in Hyrule mm-hmm. Warriors as well, and it is Fi. So there you go. Wait, wait! You literally just cut out for me. You said, oh, yeah, 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 and it's and then blanked. So I didn't hear you say it. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll start that again. Was it Fi or Fi? That's fine. I mean, it sure has come through on your recording. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fine. Okay. What? You so, said it was like uh, mentioned five, that direct, five, though, right? What, what direct, like, translated from... Hyrule Warriors the, direct. No, but you know how you have, like, the... When they do, like, a UK direct, and, like, they have, like, the American version, the American version of direct has, like, American voiceovers, whereas Not the UK one tends to have subtitled to Japanese... Oh, is that so? Yeah, I guess you're so, right. Yeah, like I wonder if like like and they just the American announcer on the directs said "fi" and that's just the way they pronounced it, and it's not the actual correct pronunciation. Maybe. Apparently, maybe. it's yeah, apparently the from... apparently the English language and Japanese language narration in Hyrule Warriors says "fi." So there you right. go. So there, there you are. Um. So we're wrong again, basically. <laughs> yep. It's not fee, it's fi that's speaking to her, of course. Uh, um, Gonna say fee, anyway. It's the old T-Grex, Tigrex thing. From yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, I, yeah, fi seems like a wonderful piece of music. Um, and yeah. I uh, I really like fi as a character. And I thought, mm. the thought that fi is present throughout all of yeah, throughout the entire series the basically. entire series inside that sword um and we see yeah, it's a nice it's a nice thought we see her actually you know talking to zelda here and zelda's like actually responding and going oh mm-hmm. link's safe you know well, it fits as well right like when they always kind of hint at in all the games they're hinting at the master Hor- master sword is like more powerful than you can even th- fathom like mm. So even like obviously a fight like inside it, but like there could be even more that we don't even know about that Nintendo can add to like over time. Yep. Till it all gets revealed, a wizard made the sword more powerful. Some nonsense. <laughs> so damn wizard robes all the time. <laughs> um. This then causes after. Zelda gets her message from the the Master Sword. Um, Zelda then has another bit of flashbacks, and she remembers from the most recent one, where uh, that we just spoke about, where Rauru says there's a reason you came to the past. Um, and Zelda then, quite tellingly, has a has another flashback to an older a memory we spoke about many episodes ago, where uh, Minoru explains draconification yes then she looks up to the sky and she says she finishes it by going link you must find me which is yeah the message that we hear um after we send the master sword back in the future that's it that's it boom mind blowing (laughs) Oh, there's another line I missed there as well, where she goes, "I'll be forever changed." So, yes. Hmm. Um. So, 
perhaps you can piece it all together at this point. <laughs> yes, yes, perhaps. But I think we should, before we if not, tread in on our own toes, um, let's, let's swiftly move on to the next tier, shall we? The final tier, in fact. Well, this is the, the only tier which does do what we just spent a bunch of time complaining that the game doesn't do. You can't get this one until you've done the other 11. That's right. So, depending on which tier is your 11th tier here, whichever one you pick up last, the um, the, the Light Dragon, which you might have seen dotted about the sky sometimes as you've been exploring up there. Or like um, the dragon you see at the beginning of the game, right? <laughs> at the very beginning of the game, that's, that's the one. Um, yeah. Which... You, when we did our, one of our early episodes, you said like, oh, and then we see a dragon, a new dragon we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and at that point, I didn't know anything about that dragon. How much did you know? Uh, how much had I played at that point? The time of that recording. Had you gotten the sword <laughs> at that point already? probably gotten it, yeah. I, I was probably being coy, yeah. <laughs> I was probably being yeah, I'm coy. I'm pretty sure you knew. I think we had yeah. both knew. That much at least. At that point, yeah, we were just kind of we weren't trying to spoil Luke on getting mm-hmm. because he never had the sword at the time. That's it. Yeah, so which yes. of course I am grateful for. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we wouldn't spoil this for you. And uh, the big reveal, of course, is the last tier, which drops down. Actually, spawns at the um, big swirly plateau, kind of like northeast of Tarrytown. Yes, the Wrist Peninsula. Peninsula, not Plateau. Yes, thank you. Yeah, next to Malin Bay, which is um, a really cool little visual place because it's that little spiral sandbank, mm. mm-hmm. which has been there since Breath of the Wild and had like a shrine in Breath of the Wild. That's right, yeah. But finding out that there's actually like an ancient, magical, cool reason why that really weird little bit of land exists is one of my favourite things this game does with being set in the same map again. Mm. Because now it's really hard to look at that little area and think that it ever existed without this story being why it existed. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It, it kind of recontextualizes the world that we thought we knew, right? Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah, really well. Which is the thing that you know we were all hoping this game would do. Um, and it does do, but that's probably the, the biggest one. Was that the sword that seals the darkness? The blade that shatters so easily against my power cannot save you from me. The sword will continue to gain strength if bathed in sacred power. The stronger that power, the more powerful the sword becomes. After all, you possess more than power over time. You have a sacred power that can dispel evil. To swallow a secret stone is to become an immortal dragon, one blessed with eternal life. Minoru, I'm counting on you. Link. 
will restore the master sword for you. I will care for it until the time comes. I will pour my sacred power into it. It will be the weapon that defeats the Demon King. To become an immortal dragon is to lose oneself. Let's speak about the tier itself before we get too in-depth into what actually happens here. Um, final tier, um, I think it's literally Tears of the Dragon, this is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this one, um, we see Zelda, um, she's standing there and she's she begins having a f like flashbacks again and she thinks about Ganondorf and how he got cut by the sword but also says um was, was that the sword that seals the darkness a blade that shatters so easily against my power cannot save you from me um and then there's the other one about the deku tree um talking about how if bathed in sacred power it will continue to grow in strength and grow more powerful and sonya then says you have more power than me you have a sacred power that can dispel evil and then tellingly Cuts to Miru going to swallow a secret stone is to become an immortal <laughs> dragon. And uh, this is where Zelda reveals her her, her plan. Where she says... Uh, she chomps her sacred stone. She certainly does. And she says, Miru, I'm counting on you. And Link, I will restore the Master Sword for you. I will care for it until the time comes. I will pour my secret power into it. And it will be the weapon that defeats the Demon King. And she closes up with, um, like, quite a startling moment where she goes, um, she says, Link, protect them all! And then, like, eats the stone. And, yeah. Uh, uh, shit gets real. Yeah, she straight up just turns into a fucking dragon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this bit is... So, let's... What order did you guys experience everything? Because I did the... I think we talked about it briefly. I did the Deku Tree. He put um, the Light Dragon on my map. Although I didn't know what it was at the time. I just saw he put a moving marker, which was the Master Sword, on my map. Um, I eventually saw that it was close to the Great Sky Plateau, so I went and jumped on it. Found out it was the castle. That not sorry, not castle. Found out it was the dragon, which was cool enough on its own. Um, pulled the sword out, 
and then many, many hours of gameplay later saw these cutscenes and found out that that dragon was Zelda. That's such a cool, uh, a cool and, order to do it in. Yes, because it, yeah, it was very mind-blowing to discover that. Mm. So what order did everything happen for you guys? So I did the Deku Tree long after actually having the Master Sword. Um, yes. Yeah, and uh, so just to kind of talk a little bit about how the game maybe intends you to do this is after we finish the next sort of chunk of main story that we're going to be talking about in some future episodes if you haven't already got the master sword the game will drop a quest into your um into your main quest log before actually finishing the game to get the master sword and it points you to speak to the decatry and do it in the order that uh luke did it in but um yeah not not for me (laughs) um so i i got all the tears and um at the end of this scene so we see like the light dragon kind of appear and then begin flying up to this up into the sky um really cool you see or actually cry and reveals probably why why these are the tears literally tears of the kingdom tears (laughs) The, the tears of the kingdom is literally about some tears. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a I, I, I love when a Zelda game does that, like Twilight Princess. Who's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a like a evocative name. It's got Princess Zelda in it. No, there's also literally a Twilight Princess in this game. Well, that's it. And it's I think the what Princess of the Kingdom of Twilight. I like. Uh, well, I liked it. it was Twilight Princess. It was like a double meaning because Zelda's stuck in the twilight initially and you think oh it's her mm-hmm. and then of course during the course of the game it's revealed it's Midna um, yeah but it's often it's normally just named after a MacGuffin or actually yeah. has no real bearing on the story at all like Breath of the Wild I guess is about the you know the experience that you go through but it's not like yeah yeah, yeah. There's, there's not like a literal you don't get dragon breath powers or anything. <laughs> oh, oh, trip missed. <laughs> um, so it's actually yeah, it's really cool. Well, to yeah, see. I did gust bellows to like. Oh no! <laughs> gust bellows just make me think of uh, Smash Brothers and Smash nope. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Weapon in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more like I can have a mixture of like the gust bellows alongside like Minish Cap. Like have it like, something that's like al- partly alive that kind of attaches itself to Link. Mm. That's your breath of the wild, like a symbiote. Yeah. I was thinking just more like Fusrodar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <was> really. <laughs> um, it's, it's rare for me to be the one making the Bethesda reference. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she she sheds the 11 tears of the kingdom and um, she passes through into the clouds and we see the four sages kind of standing there looking at her from afar so it was during this scene when you see her fly away um and i can't remember if it's after if it's during this scene or directly after this scene but there's a very pointed moment where the dragon flies away and you can see the master sword embedded in its forehead um, right yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was my kind of and i presume it was the same for you jas that you were kind of like oh 
okay, I should probably get on yeah. that then and find it. Like, because where you where you land when... as well on the tier, like on the peninsula, also drops like the that flower, the princess's like flower. That's mm. right. Like, There's all, all the like silent princesses drop, there. All like, oh, the silent princesses. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I started picking them up, and I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, you can um, even recollect them as well when you go back to where the tear dropped, which is nice. Farm point, what I'm doing now. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think, um, as soon as the, like, as soon as the dragon was like flying above me in a way, and I was like, I'll catch it on the, I'll go up to the temple of time and catch it that way because it would just be mm. easier to jump on it from there. Well, so when it... you when you do it this way, does the dragon get added to your map or not? No, it literally flies above you, right? So you ha- yeah, you have to, to see. Yeah, but it flies above you, and I could have changed. Yeah, you it. have to do the deco tree to do of that. Of course. Yeah. So um, one little last little note about the memory before we kind of speak about the next step here, um, the bit where she kind of not not screams but kind of painfully says that like protect protect them all and yeah like the reason i think that's so startling is like there's almost like this like jump zoom cut they do directly to her face yeah and mm. rather than having those kind of soft eyes it's the draconic eyes. The dragon's eyes already yeah yeah and it's like yeah, jesus it's christ <laughs> it's like a quite a scary image um mm. And kind of drives home the 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 heartbreak of this scene in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. like yeah, because yeah, like shows like the big sacrifice that she makes. Yeah, and like it just makes you like initially when I was like saw the light dragon, and um, before I got this scene, and I just assumed that this was a dragon that was, you know, above the clouds, and now that everything from the sky's fallen down, it's now kind of been awakened and is roaming about right yeah 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 that's why we never saw it in breath of the wild um mm-hmm. but to then know that it was zelda all along it's like it's it's really it is really sad because yeah and especially like i'd i'd gone and found that dragon and pulled the sword out not knowing it was her yeah but yeah that was a crush you. <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 it was, it was, it was, it was emotional. It, this, we talked about this being the game's best spoiler because yeah, this bit really got me. I think it's just the fact that Link's been spending the whole game up to this point in terms of the story and and the side quests as well. If we're talking about like the pen stuff, like trying mm-hmm. to find Zelda, like follow up on any yeah, that, that's that's the clue. objective of this game basically. Yeah, it's find Zelda. Where's she at? And uh, under your nose, like all along, right from the beginning of the game, it's it's so good. Bloody big dragon. Um, and then if you start thinking about it more, you realize she's been there for thousand, a thousand years, more than that. Um, like just yeah, like ten thousand years or something. A staggeringly long, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah. And the the full the entire Zelda franchise basically has happened while she's just been flying around above it. Yeah. And it's just really sad. Yeah, um, that's like another thing yeah. like the dragon tears like memories don't really cover is like 
doesn't really tell you how long Zelda's been in the past either. Like, it's probably a long time as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she had plenty of time to really get to know Mm -hmm. those characters and stuff. Definitely get the impression it's been a a few years at least, right? That she she was there. She was there longer than, like, we missed her, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, really good scene. Um, we'll get to we'll we'll come back to this topic at the end of the game. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, uh, but what I what I do want to say, what I really love about this is, obviously, in Breath of the Wild, there are the three dragons you can find in that game, and everyone remembers them as being very cool and unique and kind of an iconic thing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do anything or mean anything really yeah you could get like parts off them you could get parts off of them but yeah and they made for a they hell show of a striking visual like the first time you saw them yeah everyone remembers like seeing them for the first time and like that music and they're just like mm-hmm. by and they're like barely even aware of you like you can't like it's not like you could do anything to them i don't think i've mentioned so they were very cool like unrelated to the point you're making but like a lesser game would have plastered that all over the marketing. Like, look at these cool big mm-hmm. dragons we've got. And I think it's really striking. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, they that... chose not to use that in the marketing and actually had it as a proper surprise for the first player first thing to see it. I'm not talking about the Zelda reveal, I'm talking about the three dragons from Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, 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 the existence of those dragons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like, I mean, there's so much stuff in this game, right, where it's... They just... Leave it there, secret. The, um... Um, oh, who's going first? Go on, Dick. I was just going to say, there's like a wee side thing with like the the, dra- the dragons, that's what we're talking about them. I do like the fact that they've even added to that in Tears of the Kingdom, the fact that they they swoop up, they don't just fly about like the pyro itself, they go into the depths and like come yeah. into like, other yes. chasms. Just neat. Uh, well, they also you can now stand on them is a big difference here yeah which you couldn't do in breath of the wild and that means yeah you can ride them down into the depths all the way up into the sky i think we talked about that was one of the ways you can um you can get past the sand veil in the gerudo region because mm-hmm. you can just ride the dragon you catch it in the depths and ride it up mm-hmm Cool stuff. Talking about the getting the materials from the dragons, um, some people I was because I well, the only armor sets I fully upgraded was um, the champion's upgraded tunic, um, mm. and that eventually starts needing bits of the light dragon, which yes I did before doing this cutscene. Uh, <laughs> which... <laughs> so you can be sure. You've been shooting Zelda and stealing her skin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some people uh, chose to do the Deku Tree quest that you're on about, Luke, and not finish Mm. it, just so they could have like basically a light dragon tracker at all time, because it can be tough Ah. to find where where she is and then farm her 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 (laughs) bits. So there we go. I guess that does make sense, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the biggest... We're talking about little scales and and claws and things like that, there's a far more grand prize for us to be claiming from the dragon. 
Should we talk about getting the Sword of Legends, the Master Sword? Yes, this is also a fun little twist on Breath of the Wild, actually. Yes. Um, because, yeah, Breath of the Wild, getting the Master Sword was your a heart check. Mm-hmm. It's now a stamina check. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Which um, it feels like a, a little tiny, like, hey, I got ya. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd already done, like, the heart check on the Temple of Time Doors, right? So I don't think they wanted to yeah, yeah, yeah. do that again. I kind of um, I kind of thought this is what they were going to do. Once I realised how I was going to get the master sword, I was like, "Oh, I bet I'm going to have to like hang on for dear life or something like that." Mm-hmm. As as the dragon likes flying about, um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I had no idea until I got here, so it was pretty fun. Nice. And the... then, yeah, just like flying around at like super high speeds, trying to hold on. Good stuff. Good Prop- stuff. Quite possibly the... So the series, I think, always has... It's always a great scene where Link first gets the Master Sword in any of the, the games, right? You've always got that, mm-hmm. that the triumphant theme that plays um, Link holds the sword to the sky and it's always a great moment. Can they top this? <laughs> like, from a visual aspect? Like, bathed in that golden light? Almost like you go to it. Feel, almost feels like you go to like a different dimension for a second, like because it's so ethereal and 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 spiritual almost in a way. Like the like the, the golden light and the, just the rays of sun, and obviously on this like stunningly white and gold dragon. And mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's such a cool strikingly striking scene from a visual standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really like the Breath of the Wild one too, where it's just, it's in the forest. There, it's like that's one of the famous images of Breath of the Wild from the early it's trailers. A classic, yeah. mm-hmm. It's a classic. It's the Master image. Sword, like Link to the Past style, mm-hmm. floating there. So, but, you know, they, they have different see. ways they can be cool. So, yeah, you were saying there, like, how did he top it? But I kind of feel like that for like most of the game, most of like Tears of the Kingdom is, <laughs> yeah. Like, how did he top <laughs> anything? Yes. Oh, indeed. So yes, um, we uh, we get the Master Sword, which mechanically, for the most part, still works as it did in Breath of the Wild. Where uh, yes, it will still break, but will recharge after a period of time. But I'm always yeah, still. Boosted power against sort of um, Ganony enemies. In the previous game, it would have been Malice. Here, it's Gloom. Um, however, I suppose a bonus this time round is that you can um, fuse an item to the Master Sword and boost its power even further. Which I almost never remember to do. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of nice, uh, as well. like another aspect to it, where like you can kind of you can basically t- change the master swords like moveset. So you've got like a hammer like mm-hmm. item that turns it into the hammer yeah. moveset. I never thought about it like that. I would always like apply like um, I like the just how it, it looked with. with um... It doesn't do it with everything. I know it definitely hundred percent does it with like hammers. You get the hammer moveset mm-hmm. there, but like I don't think I've ever tried it actually with like spears. So. 
I don't know if like a spear item would change it to a spear. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't it because does. it would be the base that makes. I it think it maybe just gives you. If you could just, attach. Yeah, it just gives you more reach. That's what it does. Like when you add like, that's a, right. a spear item, it gives you more. Yeah, because you can't attach the master sword to something else, which would be how you made it a spear, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's I the difference between a sword spear and a spear sword. <laughs> master spear sword. If I attach a rock to the master sword, it'll be the master. <laughs> I think, uh, like, one of the more cooler materials you can fuse to is a silver Lizalfos horn, but it's basically like like a katana blade almost. Mm. Um, like this curved. Oh, scythe, scythe ones, right? It's like a scythe. Oh, no, no, not. not uh, sorry, blue. Oh, the Lizalfos. The blue ones. Um, it's the blue ones, yeah, yeah. It's like a. It's yeah, like a long yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. The, you're right. The the silver's um the silver's like the safe, or that maybe the black. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's uh Of course Jay likes making it into Sephiroth's sword. <laughs> I likes what I likes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not I'm not judging. I'm just um, saying of course you do. <laughs> do like the little detail through. as well, like on the master sword, but it like it, you get the little kinda it glows with the glyphs, like on the sword itself. Mm-hmm. When you attach items to it, mm. like the item temporarily mm. kind of disappears and like reappears when you're swinging it and stuff like that. Yeah, just feels like you're getting more, even more power out of the weapon, even though it's probably a small amount. But yes, the sword of evil's bane. So we've got the tools to fight Ganondorf now, but we don't have the allies yet to fully do it. Mm. Nor do we. Officially, don't know where he is. Even don't though. even know where he is, really. Mm-hmm. Probably everyone not. knows where he is. Yeah, everyone knows. Where he is. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the the dragons at all you want to go through here, Luke? Uh, I just wanted to talk about just the whole thing of Zelda becoming a dragon. Um, so obviously, these dragons, Zelda does have sort of Western style dragons. Even in this game, the Gleox are more like a sort of European dragon. With three heads. But these dragons specifically are very Asian dragons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and those kind of Chinese, Japanese dragons are quite different in how they fit into mythology compared to Western ones, where often they're like... In European myth, they tend to just be a monster that a knight needs to slay or whatever. Whereas they're more akin to like something like a god in Asian mythology. And they're usually benevolent. Um, and... But there are several stories of people or other things becoming dragons. Um, there's the famous Chinese myth that a carp that swims up a waterfall becomes a dragon because that's where Gyarados comes from in Pokemon. <laughs> it's not a whole bit about that in Sekiro as well. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. there's a giant carp in Sekiro. And there's yeah, not like a guy who wants to... Soft reference. <laughs> <laughs> damn it! Damn it! It was <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm better than this. It's sacral. It's it's it's, yeah. it's not 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 our usual one. <laughs> uh, we'll let you off though. Like there is a big giant carp in that game, like towards yeah. the end, and like it fits um, to what Luke's talking about. And then Japanese, there's a couple of Japanese myths which specifically have. Um, Princesses becoming dragons. Um, mm. Although in the in those cases, it's more like they were always dragon and they took on a human form. 
and fell in love with like right. a hero or whatever. Uh, and then they returned to their dragon form. Stuff it's not quite the same, but definitely. Um, but it, yeah, there's definitely a link there where princesses become dragons is a thing in Japanese myth. And in Korean myth, there's um, a sort of serpent thing that can become a dragon, which wouldn't be that relevant apart from in the film, which I watched like literally two days ago. Uh, D Wars Dragon Wars. If any of you have seen that, no, nope. absolutely <laughs> the not. The most expensive Korean film ever made. Wow, I've never heard of it. Um, you, you would have seen it on the shelves, like, and assumed it was like a mockbuster, but it's actually a just really weird, but I think excellent, fun film. Um, it ends with like the a serpent becoming a dragon, um, and literally shedding a tear <laughs> and oh. it looks just like the end of this of zelda um, and also the whole point of the dragons in that is they're looking for uh a, a, like magic spirals orb which dragons need to become dragons and which is a big thing in both korean and chinese myth they have like flaming pearls or special orbs and stones which give them their powers so to us as Westerners, maybe a lot of this felt like a complete ass pull. Uh, it is. It does have a lot of basis in Asian myth. Nice. Kind of makes it's kind of surprising in a way that they kind of didn't try to do anything like this, like in earlier games. It's taken them like this long mm-hmm. to kind of pull from that mythology. It's cool though. Well, I feel like the Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I think they pull a lot more from Asian imagery and mythology yeah. than older Zeldas do. Apart from Sheik herself. <laughs> or himself. And um the Like there's the there's a boss that looks like a Asian dragon in Locarina of Time, I can't remember its name. Volvagia? Yeah. But for the most part, Zelda's always been more sort of Lord of the Ringsy Western fantasy, right? Yeah, I mean, whereas in Twilight in Princess, Park Princess like, aped that trailer, right? Like, that was very Lord of the yeah. Rings, that trailer, right? Whereas here, with like Kakariko Village and the Sheikah and mm. various bits and bobs of energy, they've gone a little more Japanese, a little more Ghibli. So, I think that is a big difference here. And that's why they start to touch on this kind of mythology a little bit more. It makes me kind of think. Because obviously everyone's wondering, like, where do they go now? I wouldn't mind seeing a Zelda which leaned into that even more and had more of, like, a a samurai aesthetic and stuff. Because we have a bit of it in certain villages. And it would help it feel a bit different, you know? Yeah, maybe that's where they go. For the but then, of course, game. I would say that. You know, I love that stuff. We're just... Uh... Everything... Jay likes what he likes. Luke likes what he likes. <laughs> <Everything>. <laughs> Every day we veer closer to Okami. Yep. No, that's no bad thing in my book. No bad thing. You're spot on. Well, with that, with Master Sword in hand, I feel it's time to wrap up for this week. So next mm. time, I think we're going to continue our quest of gearing up for the grand finale and see if we can't 
get us another ally. Find out more about this fifth sage. And to do that, well, we'll need to head to Kakariko Village, which we've not been to yet. So we'll find out what's going on there. Make sure you join us for that. Until then, Luke, do your thing. You can find this podcast on Twitter at HyroFieldPod. Or on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please like and subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends. Get in touch. We love hearing from you. Um, did you hear how excited we all got when we read your Apple Podcast reviews a couple of weeks back? <laughs> and uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius, where for just a dollar a month you can listen to episodes as soon as we're done editing. And even if you don't feel like doing that, you can find links to the other shows that we make. Um, where perhaps you'll hear the films and filth episode about Dragon Wars D Wars, <laughs> which is covered on that podcast because it's on IMDb's bottom 100 films of all oh, time. I was gonna, I was gonna say that's probably on the filth list. Um, but it's, it's a banger. I liked it more than half the films <laughs> on the good list. <laughs> and yes, we do genuinely would love to see more uh, reviews and and messages it's, it's very cool but right now in lieu of getting some messages and such from fans we need some sage words of advice from our main man Jazz unless you want to become a dragon don't eat sacred stones <laughs> you guys ever eaten a stone? <laughs> eating a stone? <laughs> don't think um, so probably put one in my mouth as a kid and realised this is hard, I shouldn't eat this. I know but, the way some animals swat, digest I their food. Yeah, I, I, well, I know it's how dinosaurs digest their food. I don't know if it's any modern animals. <laughs> or like, I don't know. They're modern. Like, maybe I'm remembering <laughs> dinosaurs then. <laughs> um, I ate a pebble for a pound when I was at school. I think it's... Wait, wait, wait. When you say at school... Secondary school... <laughs> Yes. I think I was like thir- 13 or 12. Or fucking, fucking hell. <laughs> Alex Mansfield gave me a pound to eat a stone and I did it. Yeah, I just go. swallowed it whole. <laughs> oh, I just a pound. I thought it would be at least like a five of. To be honest, I'd probably have done it for free if someone dared me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to hear what... I I remain (laughs) (laughs) undraconified. Sick. Sacred, that stone. stone. (laughs) Should I try swallowing my Magatama that I'm wearing? (laughs) Oh, well. Maybe not. If you don't tune in in next week, Luke's going to eat... Magatama. Better hurry back. We'll catch you next time. Cheerio. Bye.